And now, from the Spinnaker Radio Studios, critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent films, your host, Ben Gordon. All right, how is everybody doing on this beautiful Wednesday here on the Doc G Show? I am Doc G, and with me is Fly Till I Die, Claude Lathan. Claude, yes. how you doing? Always, always fly, my man. How you doing? You know, I'll be honest, I'm behind the times, man. Say what? I'm no. behind the times. So I was reading a story in the New York Times website yeah. earlier this week yeah. and one of the little sat aside advertisements it caught my eye you know what it was for tell me crystal pepsi America! did you he- did you hear what i said <laughs> crystal effing pepsi i immediately left the new york times website to do some research on the product cuz obviously nothing in the news could be as important it's Crystal Pepsi. That's a fact. Come to find out, it's been out for like eight eight months. I didn't even know this. They reissued it eight months ago. Wait, what? I had no idea. Yeah. Now, now, let me tell you my experience with, with Crystal Pepsi. Let me, if if you will let me Bob Ross you for a minute and just paint oh. a pretty picture of 1993. All right? Huh? I... <laughs> I, I was just a precocious youth. Imagine me looking the same, same beard, same homeless aesthetic, just two feet shorter. It's funnier mm. that way. That's hilarious. Uh, so I'm, I'm just a young tyke that, that can't imagine any more advances in society. I've got, I've got Super Nintendo I'm beating bros in Brazil with Blanca left and right. My family has AOL, a sweet dial-up modem. I mean, if I want to go on the internet highway and find a picture of Michael Jordan, five minutes, I'll have it downloaded and I can be looking at it. That's how impressive. Seven seven minutes of somebody's using the, the landline. Exactly. My mom had a phone that was fully mobile. It was a mere size of a football, and you could take it anywhere. It was in this world that my brother decided to have a party in our basement. Now, you know, it was a real rage fest for middle schoolers, and it probably lasted all the way to 10 o'clock. Being the curious little bro that I am, I decided to go downstairs and check this party out. Sounds of Snoop Dogg were filling my eardrum as I walked downstairs, and I walked over to the refreshment area, and there it was, Crystal Pepsi. Just like now, no one had told me that this product ever existed, so I came to the conclusion that it had to be Pepsi's version of Sprite, so I poured myself a cup. Claude, imagine my surprise when my taste buds were expecting a lemon-lime treat and what should greet them but the robust, zesty, sweet tang of a cola. 
I thought I was on drugs. Wait, what? I had to go check with my brother. I interrupted him in the middle of doing The Running Man to a sweet CNC Music Factory jam. And I was like, what the hell is this? He said, it's Crystal Pepsi. It's It's the same as regular Pepsi. It's just clear. What? At that moment, my world was different, Claude. A cola being clear. Yes, it was a huge moment, Claude. Possibilities in life no longer seemed to have limits. This clear soda made me feel the way I would imagine folks in the 1960s felt when they saw the man walk on the moon. Or when people in 1880 first saw Edison's electric light bulb. This year was 1993, and because of Crystal Pepsi, I knew there was a bright future. I knew that Tanya Harding was destined to a life of championship-level skating. Wait, what? (laughs) I knew that Michael Jordan would play several more years of basketball and would never stop to play baseball. Wait, what? That's the optimism that Crystal Pepsi gave me. You were enlightened. Nostalgic optimism and enlightenment from a bottle, Claude. Yes! That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Sex sex in a bottle. It. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like what you get with this show, am I right? Amen! That's what I was going for. I'm glad you got that. Glad you got what I was picking up, what I was putting down there. Yeah, exactly. I got it. And we give that kind of nostalgic optimism to every listener of this show. We've got a great show today, actually. We've got our friend, Mark Carson. He's going to be stopping by the studio on his way to Charlotte, where he will be performing tomorrow. Very excited to have him with us. But, Claude, are you ready to fire things up? I think I'm ready to get this fired up. All right, man. Well, let's first start off with where we always start off, birthday suit wearing. So, uh, it is March 1st, and uh, you know what I've noticed over the past eight weeks? Tell me. Every every week, I'm like, whoa, we've got a lot of famous people on this birthday. And then I thought about it today, and I was like, you know, there have been a lot of famous people throughout time, and only 365 days, so it's sort of inevitable that you're probably going to have a lot of famous people on every day of the year. Just... I'm going to have to deal with that. But there have been some famous birthdays today. we got Robert da- uh, Roger Daltrey of The Who. It's his birthday today. Uh, Frederick uh, Chopin, uh, his birthday today. Ron Howard, Opie, his birthday today. Mark Paul Gossler, Zach from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, his birthday today. Hey, okay. Alan Thicke, R.I.P. Alan, his birthday today. Uh, and Kesha. Those are just some of the people that I did not choose. Mm, yeah, so you can imagine. You can only imagine the, uh, the, the, the power. lineup again. Exactly. So here is the first clue. Are you ready? Bring it on. Our birthday suit wearer was born on March 1st, 1994. Hmm. Okay, youngin'. Mm-hmm. In Ontario, Canada. Say what? That's all I'm giving you. Think it. Think it through. Okay. Okay. All right. We are going to move on while yeah, you're let's thinking move on. about it. I another clue in a little bit. Don't worry. It'll come to you. Uh, <laughs> we are going to rip 
some stories from the headlines. Let's get it. Jebediah, give it to us. And now, the news. Ah, that makes me feel good. Okay, so, first off, in the news here, you know who has uh, a a negative reputation around the world, Claude? I do not. I mean, there's a lot to choose from, but tell me. Uh, One of the groups that doesn't have such a good reputation right now, uh, the Taliban. Mm. You know, they don't have a real strong rep going. Um, But you know, they had a little positive press recently. Apparently, Taliban's leader came out and made a statement released in four different languages saying the Mujahideen and the beloved countrymen, or his beloved countrymen, must join hands in planting trees across Afghanistan. Yes! Adding the trees have an important role in environmental protection, economic development, and the beautification of the earth. Later on in the message, they mentioned that they were still heavily engaged in the struggle against foreign invaders and their hirelings. But, I gotta give props to them for wanting to plant some trees. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, basically, I, I think most organizations should have that at the top of their list of things to do, including the United States. But I, also, I agree. I also got a question. How did, <laughs> how did that come up in the meeting? Like, they, they got the whole Taliban sitting around, and they're like, hey, so, you know, we're running low on IEDs and uh, rocket launchers. Oh, and, you know, outside of town, you know it would really be nice? Some trees. Can you imagine the foliage in fall? Wow, that'd be spectacular. Maybe you know, they're just tired of of dealing with no trees. I mean, they it has to be hot, and they're not getting any shade. It does look like a real downer. It sort of looks like Mars around there a lot of the time. So you I mean, and you need some green. Yeah, I mean, you know, so props to those guys. Uh, you know, I mean, they may have some negative swirling around their organization but you know what they're into trees so that's pretty good for them good for them kudos kudos to the taliban yep for trees for trees only for trees yeah that that's what we're giving them kudos for just to clarify (laughs) that one out um speaking of trees uh let's go to plants wait what apparently uh research teams out there uh, are finding ways to weave electronics into plants. One research group uh, got a rose to grow a wire. Uh, Apparently, they placed a thirsty cut flower into water that had the building blocks for a wire. And apparently, these building blocks, once they were absorbed by the flower, which was trying to absorb the water, obviously, the building blocks self-organized themselves into a wire up the stem of the rose. Uh, the researchers say their next step is to try and get a working transistor to self-organize into the flower. And then, as they said in this article in Science, Science News, their goal is to one day have a working computer in a living flower and possibly harness and capture the electrical energy of plant photosynthesis. I mean, I, this is pretty cool, but this whole, you know, creating robot roses makes me feel like Treebeard is going to come out at some point 
and murder all of these scientists. Do you remember Treebeard on Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I do remember Treebeard. I feel like he's going to awake and be a little bit angry that scientists are putting putting computers in roses. But honestly, what do you think about that? Get away from them! Think about if they were to do it, you know, eventually in like giant oak trees. A couple shows ago, we talked about these giant trees and forests. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Uh, you know, it progressed to that. It's, it could be. I, I'm with you. It's it's really cool, but a little bit frightening. Be, yeah, it could be the beginning of the end. Like nobody more, nobody and, wants to fight a robot tree. How are you going to beat it? It yeah. just absorbs more robotic. It's always got fuel. It's always yes. got fuel. Well, that's something we got to watch out for. Um, so, uh, moving on from trees. Let's talk about vaping. That's a big thing. I drive by like five different vape stores on my way into work every day. So, uh, vaping. Vaping school, right? Yeah. Well, apparently that's what that's what I hear. People tell me it is. Uh, <laughs> new research from Science News though shows that the chemicals in e-cigarettes can damage lung tissue, similar to the uh, damage that we see with regular cigarettes. Uh, the damage can reduce the ability of the lungs to keep out germs and other harmful substances and increase inflammation. In addition, researchers have shown that nicotine by itself can actually damage lung tissue. In uh, an acute study, researchers found that uh, smoking cigarettes or vaping, uh, both of them, had the same short-term effects on the lungs. But that doesn't seem to be slowing e-cig and vaporizer use in teens, which now are more popular than traditional cigarettes. Which got me uh, thinking, do you think at some point uh, there'll be no one smoking cigarettes for a little while? And then all of a sudden they'll bring them back as like retro cigarettes? Sort of like the Nintendo Mini came out and was like super popular and everybody's like, oh my god, Nintendo is crazy. And they'll just bring them back, retro cigarettes. It'll be the cool, old school way of getting COPD. Am I right? No? Maybe? I I don't understand the whole uh, vape, you know, being cool. I, I think maybe it has something to do with personalizing your own vape versus a cigarette just one and done you smoke one so and lame it. everybody right, smokes the a, same one <laughs> you can't get attached to that you need something that's yours it's got it you can name it you know mine's got purple smoke what do you think about that it's pretty oh, cool man that is awesome I, I don't actually vape just for the record there listeners that doesn't happen <laughs> um so uh we don't endorse vaping either just so you know guys um that- Self-driving cars. We've talked about that before on the show. Uh, yeah. In a study from Forbes, apparently self-driving cars uh, really gaining headway. Uh, recently, uh, they have become fantastic at monitoring other cars, pedestrians, squirrels, and even birds. Uh, they're missing one thing, though, apparently. Apparently, can't detect uh, bikes very well. Nuno Vasconcelos, uh, a researcher with a group of uh, robot uh, self-driving cars, says that bikes pose a complex detection problem because they are relatively small and fast. A car is basically a big block of stuff. A bicycle has much less mass and also 
there uh, can be more variation in appearance. Wait, what? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Claude, uh, but the article said that the cars have gotten pretty good at detecting birds. Unless they're out detecting pterodactyls, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think birds are smaller and faster than a bike. What's the deal? They can they can detect bikes, but they can't detect... Or they can detect birds, but they can't detect bikes? That doesn't... And you, and you can detect people, but the person on the bike doesn't help it realize... You know, maybe they should come up with a, a coding for what, you know, object, like big object. If it can't recognize what it is, stop for it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe it's the wheels or something. I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> that's a problem. They need to work out that problem. Definitely something. Definitely. I, I will not feel safe on my bike if I know that there are self-driving cars out there being like, what's this? Should I hit it? Yeah, I should probably hit it. That's not... The way I want to feel on a bike. Uh, no, in, in the next story, this is interesting to me. Uh, the Rolling Stone. Actually, this is the last story. But in the last story of ripped from the headlines from Rolling Stone, uh, they recently talked to Steve Jones, the guitarist for the Sex Pistols, on his promotion tour of his memoir, Lonely Boy. Ew. In the interview, he said, "So I don't know where it all started." Uh, it was other bands thinking that that's what it was about. It was a different vibe from Led Zeppelin. It was a different thing. But apart from the money, there's no difference between Led Zeppelin and the Sex Pistols. It's the same personality. There's the crazy one, the one who didn't like that one, and they do outrageous things. There's no difference. Ooh, yeah. Maybe the quote was taken a bit out of context, but... And, and, and I do feel like it was, no offense to Steve, but there's a big difference between Led Zeppelin and the Sex Pistols. Yes! You know, I, I, I immediately, when I heard the story, got a, uh, a NBA analogy. Like, that's basically like Kenny Smith from TNT saying, you know what, playing, there's no difference between me and Michael Jordan. We're basically the same. Like, there's a there's a there's a large difference, Steve. Led Zeppelin, little bit more monumental of a group than the Sex Pistols. Not that the Sex Pistols weren't important to music and great. They just aren't at the level of Led Zeppelin. And there's you a, can't you can't compare the two. No, there's a big difference there. I was I was a little bit. I feel like again, like I said, I feel like they took that quote out of uh, context like you know That's what I feel like somebody could take our quote out of context and be like the Doc G show said that they were supporting the Taliban and we're like whoa supporting them for <laughs> trees there guys trees they like trees you know alright that is it for rip from the headlines but it is time for Who's wearing their birthday suit? Clue number two. Let's get it. Yes. Here we go. Okay. So our first clue, as the listeners may remember, our birthday suit was born March 1st, 1994 in Ontario, Canada. At a very young age, our birthday suit wearer learned how to play multiple instruments, including the piano, trumpet, drums, and guitar. 
Word. He later graduated from high school as an exceptional student with a 4.0 GPA in 2012. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Keep on thinking about it. We yeah, are, I'm going to need some time. Don't worry. We'll get there. It's an ever-evolving story, Claude. You know this. <laughs> we are going to take a break, though. We're going to hear some music from our guest of honor, Mark Carson, who's actually going to be in the studio in the second part of the show. So get ready for that. But right now, we are going to hear Butcher Pete by Mark Carson. So keep it locked here on the Doc G Show. To have you heard the news about it? Uh-huh. Men are high wives and this man, no doubt about it. Uh-huh. News flew in the town about Butcher Pete. Okay. Came into this town swimming and chopping all the women's feet. Uh-huh. Watching children panic as parents was wrong. Peter's running wild, you better grab your wives and hold on. It don't take long once he grabs a microphone. The people lose control and started acting like some animals. Swinging in the town known as the back door man. A jelly type ass, he got the back door jam. When a woman crush and blushing, they like stands like fans. Even July Beckman saying, hot damn, hot damn.
All right, welcome back to the show, guys. That was Mark Carson with Butcher Pete, who should be in our studio about mm, 18 minutes, give or take, somewhere around there. It's going to be exciting, though, tell you that. Yes! But you're listening to the Doc G Show on Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP, in Jacksonville, Florida, 95.5 FM. So, we uh, left off with the birthday suit. Uh, I hope you're thinking, Claude. Are you thinking? Oh, I've been thinking. Okay, good. Um, we are going to move on to the natural moment. Nature! Right now, one of Claude's favorite segments. Isn't that right? They're all my favorite. They're all my favorite segments. It's like, Terrific segments. It's like kids. <laughs> They're all your favorite. You can't choose a favorite kid. You just can't have right. it. Right. But secretly, right. you have one. It's the natural moment. I know. This is it. Um, Now, this isn't exactly about nature, but it relates to nature. And since we already had a couple of ripped from the headlines about nature specifically, I thought we'd talk about a natural diet in the natural moment. So, new research from the UK shows that doubling the daily recommended amount of produce from 5 to 10 servings a day has significant health benefits apparently eating up to 800 grams or approximately 1.5 pounds of fruits and vegetables equivalent to 10 portions and double the recommended amount was associated with 24% reduced risk of heart disease 33% uh, reduced risk of stroke 28% reduced risk of cardiovascular disease in general 13% 13% reduced in risk of total cancer and 31% reduction in premature deaths. So true. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. That is terrific. One, uh, and in case you're wondering, you're out there and you're saying, well, how much is a serving? So one serving would be proportionally equal to uh, a banana or a pear or an apple or a large orange or three heaping tablespoons of some of cooked vegetables such as spinach, uh, peas, broccoli, or, or cauliflower. Three tablespoons. That's not that much. Not much. That's not that much. I mean, I, I feel like I... You know what? I feel like I got about six servings for lunch today. I think I nailed out about six servings. Yeah, that seems kind of small. I, if you're looking for a big meal, that's more of a snack. Yeah. But that's what they tell me. This is what the this is the news that I get. That's the natural moment. So if you are looking to up your veggies and fruits, you're going to be doing a good thing, and you probably should do it. Nature, keep it out there. Me and Claude are doing it. You guys should do it too. I'm eating fruit right now. No, there you go. See. Um. So let's move on to sports. Woo! NBA. Yeah. It's time for a little NBA action, right? Uh, one oh, yeah. of the big things that happened right after that we didn't have time to talk about last week uh, that happened right after the uh, the NBA All-Star game was our man Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, he got traded uh, to the um, New Orleans Pelicans. Ruined my dream, Claude. Ruined my dream of seeing the Sacramento Kings showdown in the eighth uh, eighth spot against the Warriors in a NorCal showdown. 
Unless they, unless you see Mike Bibby and Chris Weber walking through the gym, Doug Christie and Vlade Divac actually in uniform, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Uh, and, well, and it doesn't matter anymore because they cut, Asia. they cut Matt Barnes and they got rid of Boogie Cousins. What, what is wrong with them? Uh, speaking though of the Boogie situation, do you think that Boogie plus AD will? right the New Orleans ship and we'll see New Orleans in the playoffs this year. Hmm. I'm going to say no on that one. I think that it's going to take them some time to figure out. I love Drew Holiday as the point guard, but you know, he's a one-time All-Star in Philadelphia, but I don't see him as being that third member to a big 3. They have no bench. Um their starting shooting guard is Etwan Moore because of the trade now Solomon Hill will probably slide into that 3 spot. Um, I, I don't I don't see them having a successful rest of the year only because the bench is too um, too light. But I will say this about the team. I think that it was a terrific move. Anytime you can get a player that's averaging 27 and, and you know 11, 12 rebounds, why not? Um, this is the first time since 1998 uh, the two players have averaged 20 and 10 on the same team. That was Tim Duncan and David Robinson, the admiral for the Spurs. They did okay. I, I, they did all right. I don't know if this is quite the same pairing, but I will say that uh, it'll be really solid. I, if I was New Orleans, I would try and package together anything that I could um, and uh, and send it over towards uh, Portland and see if they'd maybe send a deal for Damian Lillard, uh, which I don't see happening. They'd get rebuffed. But if you could get a deal and, and bring in one more star player, throw in maybe Drew Holiday, Solomon Hill, cash consideration, draft picks, uh, and get that big three. If you're you're going all in with two players, uh, one who might not even re-sign with you after next season, so why not go even more in? Oh man! And the Lakers passed you up for their GM position. I'm just saying, man. Uh, <sighs> Some team I'm, is missing out on the amazing abilities of Claude Lathan. I can say that right now. That's all if, I'm, I'm looking for. A, I'm looking for a job. If, uh, if the Lakers want to call, uh, I know Magic well, could probably use the help. They already chose Rob Palenka, so ruin that <laughs> one. Um, yeah. Does uh, anybody catch the Cavaliers in the East? We know uh, they're up right now on the Boston Celtics, who are in second. Uh, most people out there in the media, they have to talk about something, obviously. So they're talking about uh, Kevin Love. And J.R. Smith being out for several more weeks. J.R. Smith hopefully coming back fairly soon. But they're acting like this is going to be a huge deal. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith, because he makes everything a huge deal, acted like this had ruined the world of the Cavaliers. And they were extremely damaged by the fact that they didn't just straight up trade Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony. Um, do you think, one, that it's a big deal that these guys are injured, and two, anybody catches up with the Cavaliers? Team that couldn't stand a chance in the playoffs now, new rebooted Toronto Raptors. They've made a trade. They got P.J. Tucker in at the small forward position. He's not a guy who needs to have the ball in his hands a lot of the time, so, you know, leave the scoring to the rest of the, to the two guards up front with uh, – 
DeRozan and Lowry. Um, I like the the uh, Ibaka trade. Um, that's terrific. So you've got two defenders in there, and Ibaka can also spread the floor, the floor to the three-point line. Um, that's going to really, really benefit them in the playoffs. They didn't really have that power forward position solidified um, up until now. Uh, the Celtics, I don't think, are going to have enough in the playoffs to come up on Cleveland only because of uh, Nick Thomas is phenomenal, phenomenal. But in the playoffs, you're in a seven-game series where you are being singled out, and every defensive, uh, you know, stop is is basically pinpointed on you. You have to be the guy, and I don't know if he's. Uh, he hasn't been tested uh, as a superstar in a playoff series yet, and so uh, it's hard for me to say if he can do it or not, but I, I feel like Toronto's got the best shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no. Nobody's catching him. So No, nobody is catching him. It's, yeah. it's going to go ahead and be a, another boring playoffs as far as I, that goes. They'll make some I, They'll make some drama, hey, no doubt. Toronto, Toronto did a great job getting in the personnel they did. All right. Well, it is time for... Who cares? Who the hell cares? Our interesting point. That's really interesting. It's a little thing we like to do here on the Doc G Show where I bring up a fact and Claude says, who cares? Our interesting point. Are you ready, Claude? Interesting point. (laughs) Okay. Paul (laughs) Pierce recently went on record on TNT as saying he thinks that Draymond Green's trash talk is subpar and he would probably have to score it a three out of ten who cares their interesting point interesting point only because it's really interesting draymond green is going to be interesting and for him to call out paul pierce on his farewell tour i would say was was a low blow i don't think that paul pierce is quite kobe as draymond put it but at the same time Paul Pierce is the truth, and he spoke the truth when he said, you did not come back, or you did not hold your 3-1 lead in the finals. Ooh. Uh, Here comes another one. You ready? Let's do it. Bruce Bowen claims that he does not wear a bow tie because of his name, even though his name is Bow-In, and the garment is a bow tie. He says he wears them because they are tied to an acronym he made for Bo, which stands for Being Optimistic Wins. I think he came up with that for his name and then couldn't think of anything for ENN. But interesting pointer, who cares? Who cares? It's a tie. Who You're going to look good, man. Cares? You don't need to be making acronyms for it. Bruce, you did great in San Antonio. Let's remember you for those days. You know, just look good on camera. Yeah. How, how about how about a bolo tie? Huh? Yeah. Hmm? At least it's not at least it's not clip on. I bet you come up with a pretty good acronym for bolo. Anywho. <laughs> Uh, last week, we talked about Vince Carter dunking over the uh, 7-4 Frenchman in the Olympics. Well, this past week, former NBA star Nate Robinson went through the legs of a 7-3 Eddie Tarveris for uh, the Raptors in a game of Delaware 87ers versus the Raptors 905. Interesting point, or who cares? Interesting point. Give this man a contract. He's been begging for years, uh, about two years now. He hadn't had anything solid. He's even tried the NFL. Give this man a contract. He needs to be in the NBA. I mean, he's, yeah, he he should get one, right? 
It's yeah. at least I mean how he hasn't been signed to a ten day contract at least is beyond me. But um, you know to see how he is. But he's doing well with the with uh, in the D League with the what is it Delaware Seventy mm-hmm. Sixers Eighty Seveners. We we step it up. That's right. Excuse me. Yeah. No, he's doing very well. So I give I him like eleven more numbers. Called up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he's obviously that good. He obviously, I mean, in his last year in the league, he was scoring a good amount of points. I mean, come on now. Well, you, and you want a savvy veteran on your team who can who can help the younger guys, and it's all it comes down to personalities. So I guess if he meshes well with a team, that's going to be the deciding factor. Three-time dunk champ. Give him a chance. Right. right. In, anywho, Rob Palenka. Talked about him just a little bit ago. Rob Palenka was recently hired by Magic Johnson as the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers. Most people know him as the uh, agent of famous players such as uh, Kobe Bryant and James Harden, but he was on the same Michigan Wolverines team as the Fab Five, and he hit a couple of game-winning shots for that team. Interesting pointer. Who cares? Interesting point. I had no idea really that he did. That is uh, very interesting. I feel bad for the clients that uh, that lost him, though. But you know, great job for the Lakers for bringing him in. Um, yeah, I actually had no idea about that until like so. So I di- I didn't know he was the agent of Kobe Bryant and James Harden. And then I was listening to the news about the hiring, and I was like, Rob Palenka. I was like, is that the same guy? From the Fab Five? Because they interview him a lot for that 30 for 30. If you ever watch the 30 for 30 on the Fab Five, they talk to Rob Palenka a lot. And then I was out, man. Uh, looks like Andre Guadala, Avery Bradley, uh, Chris Bosch also. Who's oh, yeah. To get All these guys, now they have to find a new, uh, new agent. They were cool with it, though, most of them, when they ever asked about it. They were like, oh, yeah, he's going to be great for the league, and we're excited for him, and great and i was like really because he he did the work for you now did he set you up with somebody else because i'd probably be a little bit mad if i were you but anyway watch the lake watch the lakers now though with magic and kalinka you've also got kobe bryant uh he's going to be a huge influence from the side We'll see what happens. All right. Kevin Durant recently retaliated to some comments that Shaq made about JaVale McGee by saying that Shaq, quote, had his flaws too, unquote. (laughs) Sick burn. Word. Durant. Mm -hmm. First, interesting fact, or who cares? Second, since Shaq and Barkley are having beefs with all kinds of players, who do you think is going to have the first beef with Ernie Johnson? (laughs) <laughs> I say interesting fact and really as far interesting. as Ernie Johnson's concerned I think the only beef he's going to have is for dinner because he's I, no, talk about bow tie that, that man sports an awesome bow tie I don't think anyone disagrees with him he's, he's the only one who can keep the entire panel sane so you're saying that Ernie can rock a bow tie but not Bruce Bowen Bruce Bowen can rock a bow tie, but when you start coming up with acronyms for your bow tie, that's a little excessive. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll give you that. All right, last one. We've talked about him before now, too. This year, Isaiah Thomas is having the best scoring season for a Celtic player since Larry Joe Bird. Interesting pointer. Who cares? 
Interesting point again. Isaiah Thomas is writing his name in the record books for the Boston Celtics, the uh, the Sacramento Kings, um, and every team that has passed up on him. The Phoenix Suns have got to just be slapping themselves on the wrist because he is. He is the man. He's the real deal.、Um, he's getting the support from all of、uh, former Celtics、uh, great,、mm-hmm. and even you know past former little men. Allen Iverson has reached out to him. A couple other other guys.、Um, he really has the support. I, what I think he's at twenty nine point eight points per game,、um, something along those lines. It's it's nuts, man. He had a streak of thirty plus game or thirty point plus games.、Um, it's just impressive. It's yeah. All right, that has been the sports guys. We are going to do a birthday suit right before we go to break. So, Claude,、yes. are you ready for the next clue? I need it.、Uh, I couldn't get it on the first two. Okay, here we go. So we know that he was born March first, nineteen ninety four, Ontario, Canada.、Uh, learned how to play a lot of instruments. Graduated high school, very good、uh, scholar at a four point zero GPA. In two thousand ten, it was reported that our birthday suit wearer. His post and activity surrounding them accounted for over three percent of the total activity on Twitter. That's the that's the、oh. next clue. Two thousand ten, our birthday suit wearer's post and activity surrounding them accounted for three percent. So everybody viewing it, everybody commenting on it, three percent of the total activity on Twitter. Justin Bieber. Hit the hit hit the congratulatory. Yep, there's the applause. There it is. Oh man, <laughs> Jay Beebs. Am I right? Jay Beebs. He had a 4.0, really. 4.0, man. He was a scholar. So, oh, wow. so I got to bring this up because you didn't.、Uh, we didn't get to this、uh, this clue. But my next clue was on January 23rd. Uh, 2014, our birthday suit wearer was arrested in Miami Beach on suspicion of driving under the influence, driving with an over six-month expired license, and resisting arrest without violence.、Uh, after this charge, over 270,000 people were peti-、uh, petitioned to have him deported from the United States.、Um, you know, my favorite part of that was that he was also charged with vandalism uh, uh, six months later. In California, for throwing some eggs. Wait, what? So, let me give you a little sum up. <laughs> for the vandalism, he had to pay eighty thousand dollars, eighty almost eighty-one thousand dollars in restitution. He had to serve two years of probation, complete a twelve-week anger management class, and serve five days in jail. That's for throwing some eggs. For the DUI in Miami, he was fined $500, had a 12-hour anger management course, and he contributed $50,000 to a charity. He was driving drunk, had、uh, had THC in his system and Xanax, and he only had to pay $500 fee. For throwing eggs, he had to pay $81,000. First, what kind of eggs? Did they mean? Did they actually mean that he bombed a house with grenades? Because I don't see how eggs cause eighty-one thousand dollars in damage. I'm just saying it probably could have gone a little easier on the egg throwing incident, a little bit harsher on the DUI. Just, 
just well here i can uh i'll give you a fun fact that you did not know actually doc it is that i i signed that petition to have him sent back to canada oh. <sighs> i did how I, uh, I dare you i I got the email back from the whitehouse.com saying thank you, but we will not be able to to oblige. It was uh, I, I I got tired of seeing him in the headlines well, you, doing all of this dumb stuff. You know what? He's become an outstanding citizen once again. Um, I, hey, I'll be honest. I've got a after co- his terrible comedy sentence, it's good that he's <laughs> back on his feet. I've got a couple JB uh, JB songs in my collection. I'm not gonna say I rock with his whole catalog. But there's strong representation from his Purpose album. I've got some Where Are You Now. That I rock to that. I'm fine with that. It is J-Beeb's birthday, and we celebrate that here, okay? March birthday, 1st. Happy Exactly. Justin Bieber Day. That's what it is. Also, I didn't know he was in, he endorsed Adidas. That's another one. Had no idea. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. What? I don't know if it got dropped after the, the run-ins with the law, but he did endorse adidas that's crazy that's huge for adidas if he still is yeah uh guys we are going to take a break right now real quick break but we will be back mark carson is going to come in the studio uh claude is going to hop out of the studio so that we can have uh we can have mark carson in here we're going to talk some good stuff about some music some other things coming up in his career we will be right back guys keep it locked here on doc g show so check this you telling me you ain't never heard of Doc G? Ha <laughs> Coldest motherfucker around. The Doc G Podcast. Oh yeah, baby. Putting the bass in your funk. Alright guys, so we are back. We have got Mark Carson, rapper out of Columbia, South Carolina, in the studio with us today. Straight off a performance in Charlotte this past weekend. I'll tell you right now, if you want to check him out, you can go to markcarsonmusic.com or on Apple Music or on SoundCloud or on Instagram at markcarsonmusic. So basically what I'm saying, you're everywhere, man. I'm everywhere. How's it going? going fantastic man i can't complain i'm another day in paradise nice nice man it is nice here in florida isn't it? absolutely now you've uh you've got a event coming up tomorrow which is march madness event now what's that all about so that's back in columbia south carolina um we're doing a little march madness event to kick things off for the college tournament um you know and it's you know, it's honestly a little bit scary how uh, you know a, a team with a not or, or a city with not such a good team uh, cares so much about the basketball tournament. But we're going to be kicking that off tomorrow. That's on Thursday. Uh, we're starting it around 5 p.m., but it'll run probably about till midnight. Night now. Now, are you a Gamecock fan? Can you? I'm actually a Clemson fan. Ooh. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a safe territory right now. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, that's understandable. Now Clemson they may get to the tournament this year. <laughs> I don't know. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. Fifty-fifty. As far as basketball goes, right? Who do you think? This is just off, you know, 
off off in Neverland here. Who do you think, as far as the rappers out there right now, would be the best basketball player we got? Out like out right now? Right now, not not an old school rapper. Oh man, well. You know, it's embarrassing because I see a lot of rappers try to do it, and and, and they'd be better if they not tried to do it. Ba- back and forth, right? Because you yeah. got Damian Lillard who's trying to rap, and I don't know. That's if what, same best. thing about Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> you, you know? know? Like that was way worse. Him, you know, that <laughs> was way worse. No, but but best rapper out right now, I don't know. I hear I hear uh, Future. He talks a lot of smack about it, so you know he better live up to the hype. I think I think he could ball. I could see Future balling. Yeah, I, I mean. I mean <laughs> I'm calling him out right now. Oh, okay. I want my 1v1. We'll see it. We'll see it happen. <laughs> uh, now, in about two weeks, you got another performance coming up in New Orleans, right? Yes. Um, uh, you know, it's it's not on a tour right now. I'm just uh, spreading out, doing shows, uh, you know, showing love to all the different areas. Like I said, I've been on and performed in every state on the East Coast. I've been out to Texas. And so now I'm just hitting some of the places in between, and I've heard a lot of things about New Orleans. So you, you never you never performed there yet? Where? At New Orleans. No, no. All right, all right. Well, it's an awesome town. I can tell you, it's an awesome town. I'm not going to say it's too awesome, because I've been looking at my views as far as who listens to my show, and there's not that many people from New Orleans listening. Hey, so I'm not going to give them too much love yet, but if they start listening, I'll give them more love. All right. Uh, back last year, about this time, you did a show in Greenville, uh, T.I. and Friends. Yep. Uh, how was that show, and did you get to hang out with T.I. in it? Uh, yeah, so that show was a great show. Um, there was about eight, 9,000 people there, which at the time was the biggest show I'd done. Um, you know, my knees were a little bit weak, but that's another story. <laughs> um, backstage, you know, it was real cool because I was an opener. I didn't, I didn't know how they were going to treat me or anything. But um, T.I., he, he came through and, you know, he, he treated everybody just like we were just like, you know, the normal people just kicking it with him. You know, he's a, he's a real down-to-earth guy. Nice, man. I always thought about about T.I. You know, he's had a couple of reality shows that he's been in. I know, he seems, right? He, seem, he seems pretty laid back. So. Yeah. Seems like a good guy. Uh, speaking of that sort of same deal, what would you say your favorite concert would have been that you've done since you started performing? Uh, my favorite concert that I've done. Um, one time, one time I went to Boston, mm-hmm. and this was about you know about six months ago. I went to Boston, and uh, something had happened. They thought that we were gonna cancel the show, but nobody notified me. So anyway, I just performed for the staff at this venue, <laughs> and it was about five staff, and I mean, it was one of the most lit concerts I've ever done, and something about that has really defined me as a performer. You the know? staff was ready to go, man. The, the staff was ready to go, you know, and, and, and it didn't matter about the, the crowd at, at, at that time, you know, they were feeling it, and I was having fun doing it. If you can entertain somebody, Absolutely. I got you, man. That sounds good. That sounds good. You remember the place, the name of the place in Boston? Um, that was actually at a, a Bay State College. Um, it's called The Spot at Bay State College. All right, shout out to The Spot. Absolutely. Staff there, bringing the heat. <laughs> um, now, I've been a fan of rap music for a long time. Since since before you were born, back early 90s, I was a big fan. You know, The Chronic was actually the first album that got me really into rap and back then you had a lot of of regional 
rap music. You had, you know, you had your cliques of, of Outkast and Goody Mob in, in Atlanta. You had Death Row and, and on the West Coast. You had East Coast with, uh, with uh, Puff and his clique. Um, now you don't see that much regional hip-hop. Right. And you being out of uh, Columbia, I was wondering if you had, if you feel like that's influenced your music in any way. Right. Um. And, and I think it does, but not like it used to, like like you were saying. Um. And I think South Carolina specifically is in a real unique position because it's still East Coast, you know, and and it's got that, you know, kind of not necessarily up north, but it's East Coast and it's also down south at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like getting the best from both. And now I feel like the Carolinas, as far as Hip hop's concern has been looked over, you know, and, and you know that, that's a whole nother interview right there. But I'm, I'm thinking Petey Pop. That's all I've got off the yeah, top of my head. Yeah, but you know, um, I don't, I don't necessarily like to say I'm stuck in you know one one region or you know one specific style. Um, so I, I, I've really uh, taken what was given before me and added my own twist to it and so you know that's where i'm at today well speaking of that you know that's the thing that i've noticed uh off your your debut solo ep that's what that's what i saw you know uh bandwagons has a certain feel and i feel like bandwagons has sort of a more southern you know hip-hop flair to it absolutely and then riding high has a little bit more of that funk you know west coast flair to it so uh, you know and i i think you get to see that in hip-hop today is sort of you know a, a blend of everything that sort of came before right right and, and um you know speaking of the project like you said um you know, this latest project is called Door Knockers, if you guys want to check it out. And, and what makes this, it's a very unique project. Um, it's only five tracks, but right. each of the five tracks are so different that you might love one and then you hate the other four. You know, but... I'm a, I'm a fan of all the ones I've listened to. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, 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 and you know, that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, you know, it's either a hit or miss. The, the way I looked at it when I was creating it was a horizontal integration of hip-hop music. What I mean by that is I wanted to take hip-hop music and combine it with the blues that you were describing Mm -hmm. on Bandwagon. I've got um, some rock influences, rock and hip-hop. I've got uh, uh, hip-hop and big band. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I really wanted to show my um, lyrical ability on, on this project. Nice. Nice. I, I it, it definitely shines through. I mean, the lyrics lyrics are great on all, all on all the songs. Um, speaking of that, you obviously get influences as, as far as your lyrics. Um, who would you say in the rap game your three biggest influences as far as rappers right now go? And then sort of follow up with that, who would you say outside of rap uh, has influenced your music the most? Um, so as far as, you know, right now, uh, and, and, and I grew up on a lot of Eminem, so I, I've got to put Eminem in that. Right. Um, you know, even though Biggie's not in the game anymore, he's, he's made that music that's classic, and, and that's something that I, I always go back and draw inspiration out right. of. Um, I like J. Cole, you know, as far as the rappers out now, uh, Cole, Kendrick, um, you know, and, and, and I get respect for the different artists. Um, you know, even a, a lot of rappers don't like Drake because they feel like he's not a rapper. And, you know, e- even recently he just said that he didn't feel like he should win the hip-hop Grammy. He, he even admitted he felt like more of a pop artist. So, you know, it's it, 
hip hop is, is kind of in an odd place right now is you know what's considered a rapper anymore. It's it's broadening its horizons. Absolutely. Yeah, you get a lot of blurred uh, you know lines between the different uh, genres, but definitely I you know you you said some of my favorite artists right there. I, I love Big Juicy's like top five, one of yeah. my favorite songs of all time. So uh, speaking of that. Uh, when you're doing a performance and you want to get a song that you know gets the crowd going, you know when I, when I used to perform drum wise, we had some we had some songs, my bands that we just knew were going to get the crowd going. What would you say some of those are for you? So as far as like my go-to songs, your go-to songs, my go-to songs, go-to. All right, if I got to go to one, it's this record right here, Flare Walk. Yeah, that's the go-to. And you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a new record. It came out this year. Um, well, more specifically, the beginning of this month. Well, I was getting ready to ask it because I because I saw on your gram, I saw the the flare walk challenge. I saw some people doing the dance. Uh, give me a little background as far as what the inspiration was. So right, right. So um, you know, obviously, you know, as you can see it. Has Ric Flair right. on it, so so the, the whole song's about Ric Flair, the Nature you know, Boy, the Nature Boy. Gotcha. Woo! You yeah, know, you, gotcha. You already heard it. So basically, what I wanted to do is, if you could take Ric Flair's swag and make it into an audio file, it would be this song. Nice. Now, with that being said, um, that's with, a lot of swag. On one that, song. that's a lot of swag. <laughs> that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. But I wanted to take it to that next level. It was good to make a song about Ric Flair, but I, I, I felt like everybody who tried to tribute Ric Flair was missing something. Right. And so that's where I come in with the Flair Walk, and it's, you know, hashtag Flair Walk Challenge. Um, Ric Flair's walk, his strut walk that he did, is what we're imitating into this dance. Nice. Nice. I, I I saw some of the challengers as far as what they were doing. They're putting out a lot of good dance moves there. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of it. It was looking good, man. Uh, so you're promoting that song right now. It's on iTunes if, if the listeners want to check, and we're actually getting ready to play it. So, uh, Mark, I want to thank you for coming. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Uh, shout out to the University of North Florida. Yes. I think you guys are doing a great thing. I love college radio stations. I think it's a great thing for students, whether they're working on it or they're just students here. I think it's a great atmosphere. I love yes. it. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. And we're going to leave the listeners right now with a little flare walk by Mark Carson. Listen to it. It's awesome. We'll be right back. Space Mountain is in the building, cause I'm aware of catch 
sharing, what we shining in, Rick Ferris. More money, I'm spill liquor, over budget, six figures. No need to ask to get with you. You bring girls, she split with you. Best alligators on my feet, walk with cheaters on a leash. That's wanna be the man, then come see me. Wanna be the man, I'm the one to be. Step into the ring, and I hit him with the flare wall. Alright guys, that was Mark Carson with the Flair Walk, the swagger of Ric Flair in audio form. He's got a concert tomorrow in Charlotte, just a little reminder, so if you're in the area, make sure you check it out. If you want to hear some of his music, again, you can go to markcarsonmusic.com or check him out on Apple Music. Good stuff. So, oh yeah, it is time for the Paul Rudd Update. Are you ready, Claude? Yes, let's do this. All right, man. So, uh, do you ever watch Bob's Burgers? I've seen an episode or two. All right. Well, I watch it. I watch it pretty regularly. I watch it pretty regularly. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Apparently, show. that show is planning on releasing a musical compilation on the indie label Sub Pop in May. Uh, in addition to songs from regular cast members, the collection will include contributions from an assortment of indie rockers, St. Vincent, The National, Stephen Merritt, these will all be contributors, and notable comedic actors will be on it as well, including Aziz Ansari and uh, one of my favorites, Will Forte, and among others, Paul Rudd will be on the album. Does he ever stop, Does he ever stop working, man? He's a man of many talents. He just keeps going. According to iTunes, uh, the record will contain 112 songs. Wow. <laughs> a lot of songs on this compilation. Uh, most of them are less than a minute long. Uh, apparently one's just uh, 16 seconds. Um <laughs> But I, I look forward. I I can only hope that that Paul Rudd sings. Um, you know, last time I heard Paul Rudd sing was uh, Anchorman with a little afternoon he, uh, delight. 
He sang um, at the end of Role Models to get the girl back after the large. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, he sang Kiss, Beth. Yes, yeah. Beth, I hear you calling. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember that. That was a good one. Oh, good song, yeah. Yeah, good jam. He also sang in 40-Year-Old Virgin at the end of that as well. You got a lot of Paul Rudd singing. He's a man of many talents, as you said. Who wouldn't want to hear him sing? It's the voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. Like and Jesus. Yes, of our generation. Holy F-bombs. Have we done it again, Claude? Did uh, we? Did we just do that? Yeah, a fantastic show. That's what we did. Can you yay, believe yay. it? Oh. It's been terrific, man. It's been a terrific show once again. Uh, thanks to Mark Carson again for stopping by. It was fantastic of him to do that. Great tunes. Uh, yes. You know, we've had a good show. We did the rip from the headlines. We did birthday suit. We did all the classics. This has been the Doc G Show. I am Doc G. Uh, with me has been... Claude Lathan, thank uh, you all very much. Look at that dramatic pause. I was about to be like, Claude, that's it again. That's it. You missed it. Until <laughs> next it last time. Yeah, exactly. Until next time, zip it up and zip it out. <laughs>